Thank you for listening to Dream 10X Radio, where we interview people attempting to live extraordinary lives. Our twofold purpose is to both direct and inspire people bold enough to do the same. Dream 10X. Face your fears. And make your life count. I grabbed my knife all I heard was shells falling on the concrete real fast. Jumped in my car, slammed on the gas. Bumper to bumper, the avenue's packed. I'm trying to get away before the jack is jacked. Police on the scene, you know what I mean? They passed me up, could run it up on dope means. If there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook when my DJ revolves it. That's going to be my theme song for 2022. You know why? Why? Because you got a problem, yo, I'll solve it. <laughs> hey, it's your boy JC, also known as Vanilla Ice. I'm here with... <laughs> I'm here with your handle. <laughs> Dr. Capel. Or Dr. She-Hulk. Capel. <laughs> I got this great t-shirt from... My awesome sister-in-law, she helped go with my green hair and my forthcoming tattoo. Forthcoming tattoo. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> cat. The animals are abound. They just ate. I thought they'd go away. Go lay down. Go lay down. Hey, well, so we're wrapping up 2021. This is the last week of the year, and we're barreling into 2022. And uh, I just wanted to kind of recap some of the things that we accomplished on Dream 10X this past year. Yeah, we did a lot. We did quite a bit. Um, just to re, uh, re, recap, just go to, to say again what our overall objectives are with Dream 10X. Mm-hmm. We committed to doing 52 episodes. Yep. And so far we've done 40. Okay. And in this year, we've done, this is episode 40, by the way, and we're talking 40. about uh, Seth Godin's book, Purple Cow, in this episode 40. And we've done 20 episodes this year, which is. That's no, amazing. It's not too bad. Because we still have full-time jobs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and we wanted to do initially one interview a week. And that fell by the wayside really quickly. Yeah. And we then pivoted to just reading a book instead of interviewing a person every week. But that kind of fell apart really quickly as well. So life gets in the way. We ended up doing roughly about two book reviews a month Mm -hmm. for the most part. And then we did manage to get a few in-person interviews this past year. And um, we got through 18 books. 18 books reviewed this year, which is pretty good. Um, I guess I'll read them real quick. Uh, Snowball by Alice Schrader. We, we reviewed uh, Right of a Lifetime by Bob Iger, mm-hmm. Valley Boy, The Education of Tom Perkins by Tom Perkins, Let My People Go Surfing by Yvonne, Yvonne Chouinard, My Unremarkable Brain by my, by my boy David Robinson, Flash Boys by Michael Lewis, The Richest Man in Babylon by George Klassen, Creativity Inc. by Dr. Ed Catmull, the Talent Code, which was recommended by my Uncle Dave, by Daniel Coyle. Genius Makers by Cade Metz. I actually worked with Cade Metz at Camp Cheerio in North Carolina when I graduated from college. What's up, Cade? The 100-page machine learning book by Andre Burkov. A Brief History of Artificial Intelligence by Michael Woolridge. Homo Deus by Yuval Harari. With Reckless Abandon by Captain Jim Sharp whom we met in person up in Maine this past summer. Scale by Jeff Hoffman and David Finkel. And I actually had the great pleasure to 
interviewed Jeff Hoffman in episode 38. So check that out, please. That's a great interview. Um, the Road to Success by Brandon T. Adams. Sales for Noobs by John Sterling. Um, also a graduate from the Citadel, just like me. And finally, Purple Cow, which is today's episode by Seth Godin. Uh, 18 books that we got through and, re and reviewed this year. We uh, also interviewed three people in person. We interviewed uh, Karen Way, Cindy's <laughs> sister, about sustainable farming and uh, her farm that she's building out in at avocafarm.com in, in Paris, Virginia. Mm -hmm. um, get your Wagyu. Get Wagyu there, <laughs> avocafarm.com. And David Robinson's book, we, we spoke with him about his book that he came out with this year called My Unremarkable Brain, mm -hmm. where he talks to us about epilepsy and his journey and, and uh, changing his diet to deal with epilepsy. And then finally, Jeff Hoffman, a global entrepreneur. It was a fascinating time to be able to sit with him in person, get filmed, um, have a highly polished video to share with everybody in episode 38 and I hope you were able to take a look at that and uh, enjoy it as much as I did actually experiencing <laughs> it. Um, personal growth areas this, this year, do you want to share any of that you have? I, sure. I, I took some time beforehand and I'm, now I'm just throwing a question at you. Throwing so, a question, yeah, so uh, <laughs> probably um, well, in a couple of different areas. One, it's <laughs> training our dog. Uh, <laughs> Learning to be less judgmental. So I'm taking a mindfulness certification class. Less judgmental of me? And no, also, just in ju no, no, it's just in my way of thinking. And um, so changing my neural pathways. So we look at something or we experience something and we immediately judge it. So for example, uh, you look at the window, you see construction and I immediately judge that's bad. But why is that bad and why is that my immediate reaction? So in order to, to change those neural pathways and question more, then I'm recognizing and being mindful when I am having a moment of judgment and questioning why I'm having that judgment so that I can be more open and have more of a beginner's mind, which we, they've talked about in, in several instances within these books about having that open beginner's mind. And uh, so that's something that I've been working on this year. And at least being aware of it is the first step to changing your neural pathways and, and focus. Hmm. So that's uh, one of your big goals for next year? Is becoming more mindful. Well, get finishing my mindfulness certification. Oh, and, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of in the middle of it right now. How do you get certified in being mindful? So, uh, it's being certified to facilitate sessions. Uh, okay. So to teach mindfulness to others, and so in order to do that, you need to be mindfully aware of your own behaviors and actions. Well, who's the certification body? How would you go about getting a certification for that? So there's lots of different ways uh, to do it. There's a John Kabat-Zinn certification. That's amazing. Mm. John Kabat-Zinn was the first person to industrialize mindfulness, and meaning that he had this way of being, and he studied mindfulness, and I think he was a monk as well, and came back to America and said, like, we need to really focus on this. And he did it from a perspective where it was a business case. And it wasn't a religious, it was secular mindfulness and how we need to approach the world from this different perspective because it's gonna help our empathy with others, it's gonna help our own productivity if we can take a moment to do nothing and just let our brains be. I mean, shoot, we go to the gym every day to work our bodies, but we take no time for to allow our minds to grow. So, um, and just to relax and, and be. Hmm. I have found that taking a break 
after work mm -hmm. by not by just shutting my eyes. I generally just fall asleep. It's not active meditation, but just to give my eyeballs and my brain a break. Yeah, is very helpful. Yeah, for me. But I don't. I I'm not aware of mindfulness and all that stuff. I just just want to, you know, shut off stimulus for like it's thirty minutes. Exactly what you're doing. Just being mindfully aware. Hmm. Yeah. On the whole, would you say I'm mindful of, of things? I would say you're working on it. <laughs> it's, it's a journey. It's not, I it's don't a think practice. I'm of it's totally at all. a practice. It's like running 100 miles an hour. Well, maybe next that? year I can um, actually walk us through a mindfulness session. Okay. What that looks yeah, like. That'd be yeah, good. yeah. All right. If you guys are interested. That'd be good. And, and it's not meditation, right? No. It's differentiated from that. Very different than meditation. You're, yeah. you're thinking about. It's thinking, conscious right? awareness in the present moment, non judgmentally. Hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. I wanted to share some personal growth areas that I feel like I personally went through last year. Um, one, I joined an explosive, the, uh, yeah. one, mm -hmm. I joined a mastermind called Explosive Growth, and that mastermind is headed by Brandon T. Adams and Jeff Hoffman. And I wanted to get, I wanted to get into a group of successful entrepreneurs and I wanted to hear more about how they think and what they're doing in their own businesses and in their own lives. And I wanted to be around that level of success mm -hmm. just to feel it and see it and see it in action and see, are there things I can take away from these, these people in this group to improve my life, our life together mm -hmm. in some way, shape or form. And there's no higher level than Jeff Hoffman. And he's, I can't imagine him uh, as a better mentor. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, learning, I learned so much that yeah. the, it's almost over. It was a six month deal and um, I've got one more meeting with them, but I'm really happy that I did it. Got out of my comfort zone uh, in a lot of ways to, to do that. Mm -hmm. And so it was a lot of fun. Uh, as part of that experience, I was able to interview Jeff Hoffman, as I mentioned in uh, episode 38, and we it's recorded, amazing. got a video of that, and just learned learned a great deal from just chatting with him, uh, just those few <laughs> 15 minutes or so, but uh, just an amazing opportunity, and really just so glad that we were able to do that. Um, started building software on the side this year, uh, centered around a rowing theme. And so both of us are avid rowers. We, we enjoy rowing. We enjoy hanging out in rowing communities. It's kind of our our little, more than a hobby. It's more of a passion for us. Kind of a lifestyle, yeah. Almost a lifestyle, yeah. And so I thought I would do some side work on building some software around that hobby and just see where it goes. And uh, we're, we're planning on releasing it uh, second quarter next year. So that's something that's ongoing and we're excited about working on together. And uh, finally, I got accepted into Georgia Tech's computer science master's program, and so I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna be dating a college student. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm only gonna be getting a master's degree in CS, whereas she's a doctor. So hopefully, one day I'll catch up with her. I don't know, but um, so we're gonna have a lot going on next year. Um, we also wanna uh, row, or we wanna participate in the race to Alaska in 2023, and so we may need to start. Figuring out a boat yeah. this, this coming year, too. So you guys have any suggestions, gonna, let us know. I don't know if we're going to build one from scratch mm -hmm. or uh, fix one up. I don't know. But uh, that's something we, we, we're looking at doing in the in the coming years. So that's what we got going on in 22, year 22. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll get through our 50-second episode. And <laughs> we will. <laughs> and... and if we have time, we'll keep doing it as well because uh, we get so much out of just doing this and 
uh, reading books and mm -hmm. trying to learn and, and you know, sharing it uh, as we assimilate it and maybe somebody gets something from it. I don't know. Who knows? But that's, we, we just it's enjoy doing it. It's fun for us. So, yeah. So my top five takeaways from reading Seth Godin's Purple Cow. I read this in 2005. Yeah, it came out in 2002. Um, it it came up in our mastermind somehow. We were talking about getting noticed and uh, had something to do with a, a guy wearing a purple suit uh, emoji. And I don't know, this came up. So I wanted to read it. I'd never read it. And um, so I, I, thought, I found it very interesting, although it's somewhat, somewhat dated, um, but it's still very apropos in a lot of ways. So the... Organizations, companies, people really need to do more niche-focused targeting, at, targeted advertising. Now, I don't know anything about advertising. My daughter Evelyn is starting to study advertising in school, so maybe she'll get something out of this. Um, so, TV ads. If you think back back in the day, we used to watch TV a lot. Mikey likes it. And Mikey, the stuff that sticks with you. <laughs> Yeah, have a comfort like smile. And yeah, yeah mm -hmm. there used to be commercials all the time on regular TV. Who watches regular TV anymore? I, I don't watch it. Uh, we don't even have cable, so mm -hmm. we don't even. We, uh, when's the last time you saw a commercial on television? Every time on TV, no, it's YouTube whenever I try and watch something. Yeah, the commercials are all internet now. So, so this book, when you think about it, this book was written right when kind of the internet was mm -hmm. taking off and, and getting into everybody's lives and we were getting off of 56K modems into broadband and yeah, TV commercials were were and are now a thing of the past. Mm -hmm. So that was the first takeaway, just to think about how that transition occurred kind of during that time is, is interesting to, to think about. Yeah, and now marketing is all like the videos that we on Instagram constantly that people Across are making. So the ads, so the medium is the medium is different, but the concept is the same. So it's not TV advertising, it's internet advertising. Yep. Yeah. And it's largely targeted. Yeah, oh, very. I, largely, for the most part, highly targeted. Yeah. Like I was just commenting um, this past couple of weeks you know doing Christmas shopping online and seeing the same stuff that I'm searching for online show up in my Instagram feeds and my Facebook feeds and well it's all the same company meta right but uh, it's just interesting how my Google searches are showing up in my Facebook mm -hmm. <laughs> news feeds it's just it's really strange disturbing <laughs> but extremely focused. I don't want to be that I mean, targeted yeah you you know what I'm looking for you know what I what I'm interested in buying hey people are starting yeah here's here's an ad for that uh, so that that's that speaks to one of the points later on but uh, point number two is uh, companies need to be purple cow Joke. It's my favorite every time. Cow, you need to be a purple cow, outstanding in your field, highly noticeable in some way. Mm -hmm. And being excellent is one way you can stand out, but being a purple cow, as, he, as Seth po point, points out in this book, it's not about necessarily being high quality, which is, I thought, interesting. And especially given the influx of information that people have on a daily basis. They don't have the bandwidth to sort through all the information. Yeah. So you really, really, really have to be niche and targeted yeah. and unique to get those 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 early adopters to Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, it all sounds kind of like common sense, but in some ways it's not. There, there's a lot of stuff here that is not. Like, uh, perhaps one way to be remarkable uh, is to be remarkable to, and, and not be a high quality remarkable, mm-hmm. but just be remarkable to a small set of people. So, yep. so niche down, be, 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 uh, stand out in some way to a small group of people in the knit. You know, he points out that uh, mass marketing tried to like spray and pray advertising and, and just, you know, be out there in front of everybody in hopes that a few select people in that that core center of people that you're adver- advertising to will, will, will nibble on the ad and, and take action and buy something. But he points out that the edges of the, you know, the core set of consumers out there are probably where you want to be. The edges or the niches is where mm-hmm. you want to, the riches are in, the riches are in the niches. <laughs> That's where you want to be advertising. Um, number four, this is one of the bigger takeaways that I got is the word otaku. Japanese word that speaks to individuals in your niches that you're catering, that you're targeting, who are more than hobbyists, have a more than hobbyist uh, interest in your niche, but kind of, but maybe less than obsessive. So they're they're um, kind of like alpha geeks of a certain thing, certain area that you're you're wanting to um, sell to. So. Help me think of a niche area that where you might have some otaku uh, comics. Oh yeah. Uh, what? Help me. So you have so your area. You're, you're into niche stuff. I am. So I'm into niche stuff. <laughs> you're on the fringes of society. <laughs> Talk about that fringe. <laughs> What's it like? <laughs> What's it like being an outcast on the fringes of society? How do people market to you? <laughs> Like, uh, I don't know, like LARPers or something like that. <laughs> okay, comic books are probably easier comic for books. people all right, all right. to wrap their heads around. So yeah, you have DC folks, you have Marvel folks. And of course, we read the opposite, but we definitely have a preference for one or the other. And then within that set of comics, so for me, I'm a huge Seahawk fan. Shock and awe. Um, <laughs> so you have different comics that people are into. So you have Spider-Man, you have Avengers, where it brings all of, all the different folks together. Now we're in Marvel, by the way. Um, you have the Iron Man comics. Uh, and so if you really want like a niche market, it would be like specifically those embedded in Spider-Man. So there's a new comic called Silk, and it's part of the Spider-Man. Well, it's not new, actually. It's five, six years old. Anyway, um, but it's a derivative of Spider-Man. So if I were to market that, I wouldn't market to the Hulk and She-Hulk fans. I would market to the Spider-Man fans because that's the people who are going to get excited about this. Are Is you an otaku in some comic genre? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what? what? How would you... She-Hulk. Okay, She-Hulk. You're a She-Hulk. So if some cool She-Hulk thing came out, you would... Jump on it and share it with all of my friends. (laughs) And and one of the interesting ways that Seth Godin puts sharing is Mm -hmm. sneezing. So you're sneezing this idea. I sneeze the crap out of it. In fact, I have a (laughs) She-Hulk mug. I have a She-Hulk like little beanie stuffed toy that's on my computer. (laughs) I think it's it's quite apropos uh, analogy in this you know coronavirus era spreading virus. We want to spread idea viruses. 
See you later, Sydney. <laughs> Hang on, you like this. You ready? Ah, she's dripping all over. Of course she is. Ready? Achoo! <laughs> what is that? It's a little She-Hulk stuff, oh, I think. But it was green, so it was really funny. Oh, that's gross. Anyway. Right? Well, <laughs> I think I'm hilarious. <laughs> Sneezing idea viruses. That's what otaku do. I, mm -hmm. I, I like that, that word, otaku. And finally, number five. We can become purple cows ourselves, our own. As individual brands, <laughs> they don't need. Piper, you're a dog, not a cow. You're not a purple cow, you're a black dog. But a purple cows as individuals, they don't need resumes to get jobs. And I thought this was a great concept to kind of take into my my own tool toolbox here. And um, so you could just be extraordinary as an individual such that you don't need a resume anymore to get hired by somebody. There are people who are playing at that level. So why not us? Why can't we play at that level? Absolutely. Um, some names that come to mind in the tech space, you know, Steve Wozniak, for, for one. Everybody knows. You've heard of Steve Wozniak, I'm right? sorry, yeah. So I'm Steve, not even a tech person. If Steve Wozniak came to uh, you as a tech company owner, you would hire him without needing a resume, right? Well, assuming he wanted a tech job. If he wanted a job assuming, of leadership development, yeah. we'd have to talk. <laughs> but even so, you wouldn't need a resume from him. Yeah, right? no, mean, it would definitely be... You know what he's he done. Has, you know yeah. what he's accomplished. Yeah. Uh, Jesse James Garrett. Do you know him? No, I do not. He's the founder of Ajax. He's, he created Ajax. The A cleaning JavaScript company? and XML. Oh, no. Okay. Thing. <laughs> a little, little older technology now, but okay. still a, a well-known tech name that... If you were looking to hire some tech people and, and he came up, you know, came in contact, you wouldn't need a resume from him. You just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lena's Torvalds. Yeah. You're in. I have from you. That's... Creator of Linux. Same thing. Like, you know, so these guys are purple cows because mm -hmm. of what they've done, what they've created, and, and uh, how they've shared what their projects with the world. And so I love that. I, I want to I be a purple cow. Mm -hmm. uh, if in no other context as a personal branded purple cow, like, I don't need a resume to get hired. People just know that I do great things. Uh, so, yo, uh, if you got a problem, I'll, yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook while the DJ result revolves it, whatever. You yeah, know? personal branding <laughs> is pretty powerful, but I suggest you don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my theme song for 20, you know, I'm going to solve some problems. Yes, I'm you solving are. all the problems. When I'm, I was I'm at, a purple cow <laughs> problem solver. Yes, I'm a are. purple cow people eater or something like that. <laughs> oh, that's dad's song. I can sing that for you. <laughs> One hard, one hard, flag, purple people leader. Anyway, when I was at DOD, well, I've had different colored hair for a very long time. When I was at DOD, I had bright pink hair. And that was intentional because whenever people would be like, oh, I had a class with that, that woman. I don't remember who she was, but she had pink hair. People could immediately refer, right. hey, that was Cynthia. And um, it was very, very helpful to get my name out there in a different way. So my personal branding is... Uh, external as well as Should internal. I get purple hair? You very well could. Would that help with my branding? I think that would be really cool. I want to think about that. You purple should. Hair. All right. Well, this is episode 40 of Dream 10X. Thank you all so much for listening and watching. And we will see you in the year 2022. And if you've got a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Mm -hmm.